I feel like you can't call it an NRL magic round without magicians. How would that translate in the hard-hitting world of rugby league? I think they'd be good with the sleight of hand, the yep. deft passes. Maybe um, the dummy? Yep, but when it comes to putting their body on the line, I think they'd probably get really seriously injured. We need to do something about the amount of time it takes a Sinbin player to exit the field. What about any player getting Sinbin for the Titans? We say, if you get off in the next 10 seconds... We'll sign you up to another team. Hello and welcome to a very special State of Origin edition of The Voluntary Tackle, the only NRL podcast advocating for the theme tune of the 1995 drama series Spellbinder to be our new national anthem. Only one season made. No need for a second. I'm your host, Eamon Brown, and today on the show we have a number of exciting interviews to regale you with, including our very first cross-podcast conversation with Pat Picanti from fellow potty Sports Best Friends, a chat with the very funny and, unfortunately, Queensland-based comic Rob Brown, plus a very special interview with an icon of the State of Origin arena, Dale Rowdy Shearer. But first, it would be remiss of me not to update you all on the whereabouts of our good mate Chip Jones. Chip has assured me he should have managed to evade the authorities in Perth and be back in Sydney in time for our next show. So good luck with the police chase, mate. And remember, a crime spree isn't really a crime spree so long as you believe you are law-abiding. Now, we're going to kick off the show with a chat with a fellow rugby league podcaster in Papakanti. Now, as you all know, this podcast, it leans a little bit tricolours. It topples slightly towards creative accounting. It may even embody an ever-so-small nudge towards the Cayman Islands. So inviting a dyed-in-the-wool South fan on the show took some convincing of the show's board, frankly, but after much cajoling and bribing, I present to you all a meeting of the minds, the day sports best friends met the voluntary tackle. It was strictly plutonic. Enjoy. Hey, Pat Picardi, Amy Brown here. Thanks for coming on the potty. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. Um, now, look, for our listeners' benefit, um, the Voluntary Tackle is dabbling in its very first cross-podcast interview by chatting to sports best friend's delightful Pat Picardi. So a very formal welcome, Pat. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be the, uh, the first. <laughs> that's right. You're the guinea pig, as it were. So um, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure it'll be fine. It <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, now, before we get into any footy chat, I, I just know uh, my gut's telling me that Big T is going to be very jealous um, that he wasn't invited on the show today as well. Um, so can you just let him know that if, if he just hones down the uh, Luke Brooks fandom by about 10%, we might actually consider extending an invite to him as well. <laughs> I've been trying to get him to tone it down uh, for weeks, what's, so I'll see what I can do. What's your normal strategy to get him to just not talk about the Tigers so much? Um, constant eye rolling. <laughs> um, that usually uh, is my main go-to. That's, that's your main weapon? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. See, I, I don't have uh, eye rolling really in my repertoire. I don't roll my eyes well. Um, so I've relied on sort of profanity for most of my life. Um, so I'm not sure if that would be a better weapon or not. Probably not. 
feel like that's his weapon of choice, so I, I don't want to fight fire with fire. Fair enough. Don't uh, Yeah, exactly. Choose a, a more appropriate weapon. Uh, now, in homage to uh, sports best friends, Pat, um, I'm actually currently drinking a beer. Um, it's a warm can of VB I didn't quite finish off from last night. Um, that's, so, that sounds uh, right in line with what we normally drink. Is that right? Well, to be honest, uh, my impression is you tend to drink sort of quite um, bourgeois craft beers. Am I wrong? Specifically, me personally, no, not my choice, but I would say the pee doctor, that would be his uh, go-to. Is that right? So you, you are generally drinking different beverages then. I know I noticed uh, you're all typically on the cider, am I right? Oh, did you listen to last week's episode? I, I believe you might have been having a recorder <laughs> league. Is that right? <laughs> yes, yes, some very sweet ciders. I prefer um, a cider, but I'll drink whatever someone puts in front of me. No, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, I, I found it quite amusing, actually, that uh, Big T sort of thought that it was some kind of uh, high-cultured cider. That, yeah, I don't think he'd ever heard of a recorder league before. Which uh, I found hilarious because they're sort of what I've been drinking since I was 16. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> it's like he was unaware of the goon bag, frankly. You know, exactly. It's been around for a while. So uncultured. Um, now, uh, regular TVT listeners, uh, Pat, could you just tell them a little bit about Sports Best Friends before we get into some footy talk? Um, you know, how did it start and, and why should they listen? Well, Sports Best Friends started with uh, Big T. He he was the creator and he, I think, uh, sort of started doing it with a few of his other friends just because all he ever does in life in general is talk about uh, rugby league and the Tigers. So I, I think it was his outlet for other people who actually want to listen to him, listening to him. Love uh, it. And then, and then I, I sort of got involved and he and I worked together. So it was just a good, uh, a good way for him and I to catch up and talk about our common interests as well. But we basically just discuss NRL while drinking. I love it. And, it and certainly, that's why you should listen to it. <laughs> exactly. And it beats the hell out of, um, you know, just yelling out things for a witch's hat on a street corner as well. Because, you know, to have a genuine forum is an advantage. Absolutely. You you know that the people that are listening must in some way want to be there listening to you, which is great. <laughs> Normally everything I say comes with an acid tongue and an air of satirical uh, nature about it. But I, genuinely, um, listening to your podcast is a bit like entering the bubble of a group of genuine friends, which I'm actually quite envious about because Chip Jones, my offsider, hates my guts. Um, so we, <laughs> we can't quite achieve that. So um, kudos to you guys for doing us. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I think that that's our... Um, that's kind of the charm of our podcast, I think, is that we are all genuinely super best friends. So we have sort of that good connection and we know what each other are talking about and it is um, it is really genuine, so it's really nice. Yeah, and well, I can tell you that it definitely comes across. Um, now, of course, you are a huge South fan. Uh, they're competition favourites, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of that or not, but they are. <laughs> Premiership favourites, yeah. bingo. <laughs> Comp heavyweights. Um, and uh, you, this is actually quite a, a rooster's friendly potty. I guess I could describe it as that. So, Yes, I'm, I'm very aware. <laughs> so I'm almost tempted to start some serious trash talk with you, but I'm not going to in the interest of just pure civility. But I am interested, Pat, in how you became a South fan. Were you just a, a huge fan of the Russell Crowe film Proof of Life with Meg Ryan or, or was this something more that organic? Was- that's it. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Just love Russell Crowe. Um, no, my my dad is a diehard, an absolute diehard. He's um, been a South Sydney spotter since the beginning of time and I had no other option when I was younger, but it's something that he and I also really like bond over and enjoy talking about together. So yeah. 
it's um it's just really nice yeah so that's how I got um into Souths and then I now I have no option but to stay <laughs> and uh when you say you were sort of had no other choice I, I'm assuming your dad didn't produce a pistol and say you need to support Souths on pain of death was it a, a, a bit more the, subtle art of persuasion the, uh, <laughs> whatever the next level down from that is it was about that intense I think fair enough so it's a flick like, knife I think it's in his will to be buried in a South Sydney coffin. So, oh, very, that is, you know what? That is diehard fandom when you're willing to Absolutely. be emblazoned in a box for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, no. That's, that's uh, about the level that he's at. Fair enough, Pat. And look, uh, to be honest with you, I just play up the South versus rivalry for the most part. Um, but my only genuine gripe, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, 2014, great year for South. They won the comp. Great year. Um, but that my big gripe was the fact that they decided to hold their grand final parade through a couple of eastern suburbs, <laughs> places like Coogee and Randwick. And, and it's still to this day, it, it doesn't sit well with me. It kind of feels like, I don't know, going up to a war-scarred Muslim and wishing them a happy Hanukkah on the West Bank. It just seems a little bit insensitive, <laughs> but I could be wrong. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I personally love it as someone who lives or lived in that area. I personally loved it. It seems like... Roosters fans didn't have anything to celebrate. We were just sharing some of the uh, the love. Oh, is that what it was? You were sharing the joy of the win. <laughs> sharing the joy, yeah, absolutely. Just letting you, uh, giving you a bit of a reminder, and it did. It totally uh, boosted you guys to win it in the next few years. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I suppose in a way you did provide motivation um, to definitely exactly. get better. Because we look, couldn't have the that happen. flags were up flying high a few years later, so and I even, no harm done. Yeah, you're right. And I even believe, uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm wrong about this, the Randwick Council uh, was besieged by angry calls because they'd actually put up bunnies flags on Coogee Beach um, and it caused <laughs> to the ire of a lot of Roosters fans. And, and I've never done this. I'm not the type of person to write into a broadcaster with an angry letter because I'm not, you know, born in 1933 for a start. But um, <laughs> I, I, I actually did email the council and let them know about my disgust, which I've never done before or since. I know. I regret it. The outrage. I know. We live in the outrage culture. I just thought, jump aboard. Yeah, why not? Join in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, Pat. 2019 is potentially on track to produce a Roosters Bunnies grand final. Um, What will will the vibe be if that happens? Oh, yeah. Do you think it'll be toxic or would it be amazing? I mean, I love the idea. I, I, I mean... I'm a South supporter who doesn't hate the Roosters. I think I've made that like really clear on on Sports Best Friends. I don't <laughs> hate the Roosters. Yeah. I I actually love a lot of your players, but um, I just think that would be awesome. I really do. Like, I think that sort of that rivalry um, would like rear its head. But I think in a in a friendly fire kind of way, I would hope. Yeah, you'd hope so. I hope the tone would be pretty good. I, I've just got the horrible image of. I don't know, fans could have congregating from each side around Anzac Parade somewhere, maybe between Be- Randwick and Maroubra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> South fans armed with cricket bats and Roosters fans armed with cold, hard cash. Yeah, Kingsford under fire. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully it wouldn't come to that. <laughs> I hope Hopefully not. it wouldn't come to that, but I can, I can imagine in my mind, yes. <laughs> no, I actually genuinely think it would be amazing as well um, because it's the oldest rivalry in rugby league and... Um, although I think you and I are a little bit jovial about it, there's definitely a percentage of fans who don't find the funny side uh, of the rivalry. Um, so yeah, to be definitely. there at that, oh yeah, it'd be great to see um, you know the animosity in a, in a weird sort of way. Even though it's not in the majority, I'd like to see you know a faction of fans get quite angry about it. Oh, I agree. I think 
you need to have some of the anger, some of the fire. It makes it incredibly interesting. If it does come down to a Roosters South Premiership, I would love it for it to be a really, really close game so that there wasn't too much um, fallout afterwards. Because I can just imagine if it was a complete blowout one side or the other, just the, uh, the taunting. Yeah, exactly. Would but... be unbearable exactly and and your old man feel the same way about it in terms of not taking the rivalry too harshly uh my dad's a different uh, type of person he's not he's not <laughs> quite like me he's he's very um heavily into the sledging so i don't know uh, particularly how um, seriously he takes it, but he online and on Facebook, he takes it incredibly seriously. Okay, so your dad's actually venting his rage in the cyber world as well. Oh, yes, he has uh, many different, he's the administrator of heaps of different sledging groups on Facebook and <laughs> he, yeah, he loves it. That's his passion is just taking the piss. Yeah, basically. fair enough. Hey, there's nothing wrong with uh, with roast humour. <laughs> I think there is a line somewhere. I think this show I has sometimes it's, it's missed it. It's all in good humour. <laughs> exactly. If it's all, if it all comes from a good place, then I kind of feel like all's fair in love and war, but um, as long as it's not malicious. But um, uh, He's not an aggressive person, if that's what you're worried no, about. No, no. <laughs> he's got a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but so did Ivan Malat, I hear, uh, when he was committing his crimes. So not always the acid test, Pat, but... Um, oh, look, shit. <laughs> yeah, not, I'm certainly not inferring, by the way, that your dad is Ivan Malat. I just want that stated for the record. <laughs> now, today is a special... <laughs> Today's a special State of Origin theme show, um, and we might as well start with your beloved Souths reps. Um, now, two guys making their debut in Cameron Murray and Cody Walker. I don't think I've missed anyone else um, on debut for the for the Blues. How do you think they're going to no, fare on Wednesday night? I'm so excited for them. I think Cody Walker is going to be amazing. Yeah, I've, I've got been that feeling. Really vocal about that. Yeah, and have you seen, like for me, I guess from the outside looking in, it's always different when you're a fan of the club, but I've always thought mm. that guy's a pretty good player, but it feels like in 20, this year he's set the ground alight. Am I right in that or has he always just been awesome and I've missed it? I think he's always been good. I think this year definitely he's really shone. I think in those moments that we've really needed someone to step up and we've been under a lot of pressure he's been that person that's just stepping up and making things happen and especially him running off cook i think their combination is amazing so i think he's going to be great and cam murray i think will be good fine I'm, I'm not like super excited to have him there or anything i think he's great for us on the field i it could be one of those situations where he he plays his first origin game and it's not brilliant i'm like very prepared for that okay i like the fact you're such a realist about it because you know normally people are so myopic about these things and their own players are going to carve but you're like cam murray he'll have an average game I kind of want to play it down um, and then be pleasantly surprised so that people don't throw it back in my face later. I think it's my tactic. <laughs> I like that. Insulate yourself from the insults. It's a good way to do it. Yes. <laughs> I, I've got, I want to, because you're a South fan, this is also a good segue to ask you about this. So from, from my point of view, I, I thought Adam Reynolds was going to be a lock to play. Um, from all the talk, all the paper talk and the way he's playing, you know, everyone was like, he's definitely going to be selected. And then he got injured. And it seems like mm. Cleary got selected in front of him because... Freddie thought yeah. Reynolds was injured, but then it turns out he's actually not injured after all. It's very confusing, uh, especially seeing as Reynolds seemed to pick up an injury last game. It, is Adam Reynolds unlucky not to have made the team? I kind of feel like with the connection with uh, Cody Walker and Cook, he would have been amazing. Yeah, I think he I think he was, to be honest, lucky to be considered in the fact that I think it was 
it was dependent on if Cook and Walker were going to be considered. But the fact that Cook and Walker got in and he didn't, I think that is unlucky. I feel like they based a lot of their decisions on round, um, the last round. And Cleary had an amazing game with the Panthers, which was the first one all season. <laughs> yep. And he... And he copped a little bit of an injury, and it just, I think, that tipped the scales, which I think is really unfortunate for him. Yeah, it just seemed like bad timing, didn't it? Everyone just assumed, because it looked like a bad injury. So everyone just assumed, well, well, Reynolds is out. And then they've gone, okay, well, so you go. No, I was just going to say he is very biscuity, as Big T says. He does break (laughs) very easily. So it wasn't surprising that they thought it was a bit more major than it was. Absolutely. He's brittle, isn't he? He's kind of got the, uh, he's the osteoporosis advocate for NRL. Absolutely. And I, do you know what's funny? I, I remember uh, seeing him not by chance outside of an x-ray place at Bondi Junction. And it, and it actually occurred to me, I didn't realise, um, he's such a small guy. And I, NRL yeah. is, you expect halfbacks to be a bit diminutive, a little bit smaller, but he was quite small. I was shocked. Yeah, very small because he goes to the same um, like chiropractor physio that I do. So I see him quite often and I'm quite a small person and he's not very much bigger than I am. Do you, do you ever just sort of um, push him over your shoulder and carry him around the, the, the surgery a bit just to prove it? Just wrap him up in my arms and just carry him around like a baby all it, the time. That's great. Give him a noogie just because you can. <laughs> Keep him humble. That's it. Um, now, this is a bit of an off-the-wall question, but uh, every person I ask this to says no. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, do you think Damien Cook looks French? I got this weird thing the first time I ever saw him. You know, he's got that little moustache. I've always thought, that guy looks French. He's the most French-looking player in rugby league. And am I just off my tree here? Because I think he'd look at home in a Yoplait ad. No, I'm actually laughing so much because as soon as you said that, I was like, he does look a bit French. He looks a bit French, right? (laughs) And my friends call him um, the chef. And so when I think of the chef, I also think of French things as well. So that's kind of in line with um, how I'm thinking as well. So I'm going to take your side on that one. Oh, thanks, Pat. It feels nice. it is the moustache. It's the moustache and it's the fact that I think his head would just, the contours of his head would fit a beret so easily. Um, And if he slung a sort of baguette over his shoulder... Yeah, mm. absolutely. I'm so happy to hear that you say that because I just thought, well, I'm going to have to actually admit defeat on this one that I'm mad. But um, <laughs> but you know what? From now on, just on the basis of this alone, I'm going to go around uh, belting that around the city as hard as I can. Um, oh, great. I'm so glad. <laughs> now, um, state of origin, Pat, I, I need to get your thoughts. Uh, I'm assuming because you're a South fan, you're also a Blues fan. Oh, I think everyone who is born in New South Wales has to be a Blues fan. It should be mandated by law, shouldn't it? Uh, it should be on your birth certificate. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, like godmother Brad Fittler <laughs> just should be yes, down there in absolutely. print. And, and what should be the repercussions for a fan that went AWOL and just said, uh, I'm going to support Queensland? Oh, what a great question. Um... Just straight out incarceration or do you want something a little bit harsher? <laughs> Incarceration is uh, is 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 fine for now, but for a first offence, and then if they don't change their ways, we might have to look at some harsher consequences. I love it. It's very Chinese government of you, um, and I think that's <laughs> the way we should handle things here in Australia as well. Uh, do you have any predictions for Wednesday night? I think most people are thinking it's going to be a pretty tight contest. Do you do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think it is going to be really tight. I think the fact that it's a SunCorp is um, not working in our favour as well. That's I think. I think it's Queensland have won five out of six of their last games at Suncorp. So that's irking me a little bit because I'm a big believer in the home ground advantage. Yep. And that's just sheer stats, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. 
Um, that, that's certainly a worry for me as well. They seem to almost evolve into a different species in Queensland, yes. the Maroons. It's like all of a sudden, you know, the likes of um, Kale and Ponga might look a bit wolf-like. You know, it's almost they become a different creature and it's certainly a more aggressive one. Uh, so I'm a little bit worried. My big fear actually is um, is the halves a little bit. As much as I know you love Cody Walker and I'm a big fan as well now, um, I feel like their halves combination has a hell of a lot more experience in this kind of arena than ours and um, seemed a little bit more a little bit more established, a bit more dangerous. Um, do you have any worries about the halves? No, I do agree with that. I think that they, in terms of them being more established, I think the thing that Queensland have had over New South Wales for the last few years is that their team is gen- generally more established than our team. We, we sort of mix our team around a little bit more and put some new people in and try some different combinations, which I like and I think that it can lead to some really good uh, outcomes, but their team's kind of a bit more consistent. They've played together a bit more. A lot of them are from the same team, whether it be the Storm or Broncos. So I think they have that kind of advantage. But I'm just hoping that we're training our asses off at camp and we're coming <laughs> up with some uh, some good uh, some good combinations there because I think that the individual people are great and possibly I think that they're even better than the Queensland half. So You're hopefully right. it just comes together. Yeah, me too. I've got that hope and I just hope that Freddie in between riding llamas um, in the middle of, you know, out, out back New South Wales, he does find some time <laughs> to come up with some strategy. Do, do you have any bold predictions uh, for man of the match? And also, I don't know if I got an, an absolute from you from who's going to win. I think that New South Wales is going to win. I think I have to say that because otherwise I'm going to jinx them. I'm a big believer in that. I'm knocking on wood as we speak. So <laughs> I think New South Wales um, will win. And I'm really hoping that Damien Cook gets man of the match just because I'm obsessed with him. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, me too. And I really hope he gives the man of the match speech in French uh, just to <laughs> yes. furnish my point a little bit more. Um, where do you normally watch it, Pat? Yeah, exactly. Do you have a, a bit of a tradition uh, in terms of watching Game 1 of Origin? Some people are a little bit superstitious about that kind of thing. I don't really have a tradition, but I think for the last two years we've gone to the same uh, the same local bolo, which is just a very average little bolo, uh, sort of equidistant between mine and T's house. The best. And we... Um, yeah, we just get some really sort of dodgy pub food and some like barely passable drinks and you get just front row seats to this big screen and we watch every game there with a bunch of our mates. So That's excellent. Hopefully, uh, we did that every game last year and we won, so we'll just keep doing it this year. <laughs> yeah, don't break, the, don't break the habit, even though the habit is only one series so far. Keep doing it yeah, just because well, it might be working. And it, being at a bolo, when you got really excited last year, did you end up crowd surfing on the shoulders of a bunch of octogenarians or...? enough people there for me to crowd surf on <laughs> i don't think you understand how small this bolo is <laughs> I, I haven't got the right visual clearly i've got uh i don't know some kind of booper ad in my mind where there's just a, a <laughs> 90 really jovial old people sort of cradling you on their very um crushed shoulders uh, but, but potentially i'm picking up the ball and running with it too much there yeah it was more like 15 15 of what you're saying, but 15 of them. Um, well, just for the record, my uh, my routine every year is to eat a punt of blueberry ice cream naked on my favourite couch, uh, which is awkward because my favourite couch is at my sister's place, so it's a bit weird. Um, but seeing <laughs> as it seems to have worked last year, I'm definitely sticking to it this year. Um, to round off things, Pat, I guess there's a bit of griping on Twitter. That's not unusual. Um, but this time about origin-affected games. Um, do you have any opinions on the four games that are going? It's hard to get jazzed about them. Um, do you think that the comp should be stopped or are you happy with the, having the kind of split round thing? 
Oh, I would love for the comp to be stopped. I, I, I sort of agree that I think these four games that are playing, no one really cares about them. Everyone's just waiting for Wednesday. And, I mean, obviously we have four people out for Origin. We also have, like, four or five of our main people injured. So... As a South supporter, I would have loved for the, for the Premiership to have taken a pause. Absolutely, for my own selfish, uh, selfish needs. Because I mean, I don't want to compl- I don't want to complain again about having players out for Origin because it's it, it is amazing to have so many good players in your team, and I think it's great for them to play some rep footy. But it's um it's affecting our. Uh, Premiership contendership, contendership. So I don't want to. Um, yeah. I'd love for it to stop. <laughs> I know, and it's always that meant to be that time of the year where the Warriors make their run, and everyone goes, "Oh, the Warriors are on a run," and then everyone realizes it's because they've got <laughs> yeah. no Origin reps, and they're playing against third string teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I, I agree with you, Pat. It, it's sort of I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited about it. I haven't fallen asleep in too many games this year, but um, I have to admit, mm. um, third, the one the other night, I, I didn't make to the end of. Um, that's probably more to do with my heroin habit than anything else. But also, I think the game is, could be a little bit more exciting. Um, it's sort of a bit like watching your favourite Seinfeld episode, except there's no George Elaine, and instead Will Smith's yes. playing most of the roles. Um, it's not as good. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's literally, it's the opposite of what Origin is, which Origin is watching all of your favourite characters playing one amazing game. These rounds of football is the complete opposite of that. It is like watching your favourite TV show with your least favourite characters. <laughs> you're 100% so right. Yeah, you're right. And even the commentary, every now and then they go, oh, number 11's got it, because they don't know who he <laughs> yeah. is. Because they don't know who he is. Yeah. Well, look, Pat, um, thanks again for sharing your thoughts and coming on the show today. I do really appreciate your time um, because I know it's the weekend and I'm sure you want to be out boozing. I know I'm certainly going to be doing that later on. Um, But before you go, are you able to tell um, the TVT listeners, you know, how they get to listen to Sports Best Friends? Where can they find it? Is it uh, iTunes, Twitter, Tinder? You can, yeah, all of those places. You can find it. You can find it on your little purple podcast app. You can find it. Well, you can't listen to it on Instagram, but you can find a lot of posts about it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just uh, go everywhere. Listen to it everywhere. Awesome, Pat. Thanks again. And, um, yeah, pass on my regards to the team and Big T. And uh, hopefully one day, you never know, I might even come along in person to yours if I ever get invited and Big T takes that apprehended violence order off against me. So lucky. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Have a great day, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for having me. No worries. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Pat, for coming on the show, and I very much look forward to downing a recorder leak behind the scoreboard of Leichhardt Oval soon. But now it's time to chat with comedian Rob Brown about the upcoming Origin series. Now, I must warn you all that things got a little heated as we're both from opposite sides of the tweed. But after all the name-calling was done and the cigarette burns healed on the frenulum of my penis, we both came together to agree that Dally Cherry Evans does indeed have an unusually elongated neck. Enjoy. Hey, mate, how are you? G'day, Rob. How you going, mate? Welcome back to the potty. Very well. Thank you. Thank you. How's it all going? Mate, everything's uh, pretty good my end, mate. Um, You know, just gearing up for Origin Week. You know how it is. I've... uh, Dyed everything that I own blue, um, including my <laughs> wife. She's not very happy about that. 
Yeah, it's hard to tell though. <laughs> yeah, that's right, <laughs> mate. How's things your end? Um, I, I know this is obviously. I, I actually wanted to get your uh, ideas on this because um, I know that you live in Queensland, but I believe you yes. once told me that you're from the Shire. So uh, where do your allegiance? Yeah, where do your allegiances well, my, lie? My, my, ele- my allegiances lie with Queensland. Okay, and I've, li- I've lived in Queensland all my life, so. Ah, uh, gotcha. This all right. Is- so was that Shire period? Was that just like one of these sort of uh, brief chapters in your life you'd just rather forget about? something that was uh I, I was born there and then uh without any any consultation we moved <laughs> and uh, uh as, as that's what happened in the 70s you didn't ask a three-year-old what they wanted and, um, you had no uh, agency times, times have changed times have changed um so yeah there's no kids helpline when i was a kid well it wouldn't have mattered we didn't have the phone on but no so we we left there we left there very early on and uh it's uh it's funny i went down there years ago uh and uh a few years back, and there's a photo of me, my mum holding me as a baby on the rocks at the, at the beach, and uh, my wife and I were there, and I said, oh, that's, that's where it is with the photo. It was, that was kind of cool. We went across the road to the pub, and I'm a bit nostalgic, and I say to the barmaid, you know, I was, I was born here. I, was, you know, I said, I don't live here. I'm not, I'm not a local. But uh, and she goes, no, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Mate, so I can see why uh, then you're a dyed in the wool maroon supporter. Then, um, in yes. that case, obviously this is a very state of origin theme show, so we'll try to keep things in that frame today. Um, okay. And yep. we'd love to talk about where Queensland think the Blues' weaknesses are, but uh, they're not actually allowed to talk about them. Uh, what do you make of Kevin Walters' plan of having a no Blues policy, Rob? Do you think that'll work? No Blues policy. Yeah, they're not allowed it's, to even uh, utter the words. No. No, it's uh, it's a great plan. It's a great plan. I'm just concerned that they're going to be shocked uh, when they work out there's other people in front of them on on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> it's all right to talk about them, but I, I just hope they see them and tackle them because uh, that's that's going to be the issue. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, it's you know acknowledging you have a problem is part of the solution. If you uh, and the blues are a problem, they are certainly a problem. Yeah, they, they will is, need to weird, beat them. It? Yeah, it is a very strange thing, and and I guess uh, from a blues point of view, I, I guess we've always seen the advantage of Queensland is the fact that they can get so fucking angry at the blues, and that's why they yes. win because they get sort of whipped up into this fervor where they actually don't want to just beat the blues; uh, they want to severely injure them. Um, so I'm wondering if Kevin is missing a trick here because I think part of Queensland's success over the years is the fact that they fucking hate New South Wales. Absolutely. And here's, and here's the thing too. Here's the thing. Is what Mal Meninga did when he was running the, the show is that he made it very much about history and nostalgia. So you imagine, you know, you're running out there and, and Molly Lewis hands you his jersey and goes, that's my jersey. That's you know, amazing, yeah. Wear that with pride. When, when Mel Meninga hands over his jersey, when, when Langer hands Cherry Evans his jersey and goes, that's mine, you know, that is incredibly powerful. You don't have to talk about anybody else. You've got, you know, you've got legends of the game going, you're representing me out there now. And, and I, you know, these kids are 23, 24. Um, they're excited. They've been, they've, they've finally been going, okay, we think you, if you think you're good enough, here's your chance. And some will make it and some will fall over. And some will fall over and then go on to make it, i.e. Justin Hodges. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the, the infamous you know? game where he just had a shocker and yet they still won. Yeah. Queensland still won that still, match. That's the only reason he had a career afterwards. Mate, it would have ended that night. You're 100% right, mate. And uh, you're right. Imagine getting one of these icons of Queensland to hand you your jersey. And as you say, point, uh, quite rightly said, there's a lot of uh, players out there for Queensland who are quite young. And I'm worried 
that they don't they might not be aware of the origin story for Queensland and they might run out going who the fuck are these guys you know where are the Walgett Wolves <laughs> oh don't you worry they'll be schooled enough on what it means to be a Queenslander I bet that's that's the and that's the difference that's the difference these guys are playing for pride especially at home especially game one and mate, I think yeah. game one is going to be the hardest game for New South Wales, to be completely honest. I, I agree with you, mate. I'm secretly, as most New South Wales fans always are, we just always secretly know we're going to lose. That's the thing that's under the surface. Like, Queensland fans, they just always seem confident that they're going to win, even when their team on paper isn't as good, uh, which hasn't yes. been very very much the case recently. But uh, no. even New South Wales, the culture's a little bit different. I think we're a little bit uh, more, there's a lot more self-doubt involved. And, and I always think about one, one video in particular, Rob, always comes to mind when I think about the difference between the fans of Queensland and New South Wales and it was a uh, it leaked onto YouTube and it was a Queensland fan after game three a couple of years ago Queensland had won and there was this woman she was probably 55 years old in uh, at Suncorp it was the post-match presentation and she didn't want to miss it so badly that she pissed her own seat and she yeah. urinated and that's the difference Rob for me between the fans yeah It's yeah, not even it's, the game. Uh, <laughs> she didn't want to no. miss the presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, 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 it is, uh, it is outrageous. I, look, I, I, was, I was chatting to um, Kevin Walters at a lunch once, and he was saying that he was, he was out there on the field for Origin, and uh, he's running around, and there's like eight minutes to go, and they're trailing by, by about four or five, whatever it was, and he's getting a bit nervous, and he says to G.I., he goes, come on, guys, you've got to get... And Gio just put his hand on his shoulder and goes, it's all right, we got this. And they did. <laughs> they did, yeah. They did. Yeah. Because if Queensland is trailing by 10 points with three minutes to go, they know they've got it won. Mate, that is just in that's, their ethos, isn't it? And, and, and that's I, the I can, insanity. Yeah, and I can tell you from south of the border, the attitude is, I think Queensland have got this won. But we think the same thing. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah. And it happened, yeah, it was a few years ago, it happened to us, where it was game two, if we just ra- we could have wrapped up the series, and you could just see the body language in the, in the Blues players just thought, I think they're going to get us. The second half, they came, the Blues won the first half, quite resoundingly, mm. came out in the second half, and Queensland just walked all over the top of them. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's that mentality, it, it is a mentality, and I, I think it's, it's what makes Origin exciting. Well, I have to say, Rob, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned, uh, well, not from the New South Wales Blues, obviously, but I'm concerned for the Maroons that this Kevin Walters um, strategy might backfire. W- what do you think the punishment should be for a player who inadvertently utters the words New South Wales Blues in camp? Oh, God, what should they do to them? I don't know. Should they have to wipe the, uh, wipe the fatty deposits off Clive Palmer's stomach or...? Maybe it's their job to uh, for the day to stoke Cherry Evans' ego. Maybe that that becomes like their job for the day. Uh, their job is just continually walk around agreeing with everything uh, uh, Daly says about himself. And I think that's uh, that I love does it. two things that 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 brings that brings back into focus why we don't want to be raising the blues because the punishment is horrible. But it also fills Cherry's need uh, to be loved and cared for. So I, I think that's. Yeah, that's, that's important. That'll work. What, what's your personal opinion of, of Cherry Evans, Rob? Um, are you happy with him being selected as captain? Oh, look, look, I, uh, what annoys me is he is an amazing player, you know, yeah. and nothing frustrates me more than a douchebag with ability. And oh, I, yeah. I hate the fact, 
I hate the fact that, you know, you suddenly make you're amazing and he goes, you don't know the fucking half of it. And, and you go, oh, okay, all right, see ya. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's too much for me. Daly's, Daly's too much. And, um, and he had a great game three last year, didn't he? When he came up and got into that uh, into the game, and and uh, he just yeah. ruled it. Yeah, mate, he he is. Uh, well, put it this way: I think Queensland were looking for an opportunity not to pick him after the after the Titans debacle. Yep. Remember, he was he was coming up. That's right, and he backflipped. He wasn't. And, and the club had already signed him, and oh yeah, that was. Uh, and, and that Queensland was angry at that. Yeah, you know, I bet the Titans were pretty angry too. Oh, they were filthy. They were filthy. So, uh, it's okay, mate. They yeah, managed to Copley. wrap up the signature of Dale Copley. So everything sort of uh, even, Stevens. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, mate, Co- the bullet there. Yeah, Co- Cody Walker, Rob, um, you know, he's yes. been making headlines. Obviously, he's uh, come out and said he's not going to be singing the national anthem during Origin. Uh, for some yeah. reason, this has sort of caused some ire in the media. I guess I'm wondering, why do we give a shit? Yeah, I don't think we do. I think the media want us to think we want us to tell us we do. Yeah. But I don't think we do. And in fact, I understand why he doesn't want to sing it. Absolutely. Um, I won't be singing the second verse. That's just a decision I've made. Um, <laughs> I uh, mainly because I don't know it. Yeah, no, I, me I, either. But I, but I I get I get why they don't want to sing the national anthem. But there's nothing disrespectful about that. You can't make someone sing a song. Yeah, I find uh, Adokar and uh, Walker and. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, I, those guys have all come out and said, "Look, we're not going to, we're not going to sing the anthem." Mm. Okay, fair enough. I respect that. You know, and most New South Wales people, let's be honest, just go, please, just, just don't refuse to dive into the goal area. Just, just don't <laughs> refuse to do that, please. <laughs> don't refuse to run very fast. Exactly. Uh, don't, don't refuse to be amazing, please. I, would, I tell you, wouldn't, wouldn't it be good if we had, instead of that once a year game where they have the uh, Australian, uh, yeah, the um. Uh, indigenous sides yeah. playing the All Stars, Whiteys, and uh, I. It's 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 an awkward team. It's it's hard to go for a side there. It's very awkward without looking racist. Hundred um, percent. You cannot you cannot cheer for anybody. Well, you can cheer for the Indigenous side, otherwise you look racist. And uh, but I I would love to see an Indigenous side in the NRL. That's an Just interesting idea. Team. Yeah, interesting idea. Um, unfortunately, I think if that happened, every other team would be shit house. That'd be the issue, yeah. um, because yeah. Well, the, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I tell you what, it would do. The salary cap would, would be their biggest killer, uh, not in wages, just in parties. Yeah. I think it would be because uh, uh, these guys are <laughs> these guys would be winning everything. Hundred you know? percent. How could they? I mean, they would be winning everything. You know? It's amazing. So, I mean, uh, even the Indigenous... I love the Indigenous game this year, actually. You're right. They changed it from the All-Stars, which was a bad look. And, uh, you know, as you said, you ca- who gets behind the All-Stars, like the white guys? Yeah, yeah. It, it just felt strange. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, white guys! You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's the weird chant, you know? Yeah, you can't... Outside of the, the southern states of the US, it just seems contextually inappropriate. Uh, so, yeah, boo, I'm just... brown people, boo! <laughs> Like, that's just horrible. Tough to get an investment. In fact, I'm pretty sure they didn't sell much merch outside of um, Tasmania. <laughs> so <laughs> it'd be a tough one to walk around with. But, but you know, yeah. Rob, it strikes me that the, this issue of the National Anthem isn't just about players. It's also about the song itself because I guess as far as anthems goes, this one's a pretty shit one. And uh, most people don't know the words at the best of times. Um, every now and yes. then someone latches onto the word girt. 
um, and then you know wealth of wealth of toil or something wealth for toil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it just seems that you know most of the wealth in this country goes to large duplicitous mining companies who leave their creditors high and dry. So it just seems to not yeah. ring true. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. They are one of the they are the beauties that we are bound with uh, coal mines. That's, <laughs> that's uh, it. That's, that's the beauty we were given. I'm pretty Thank sure uh, your state mate is trying to get the words Adani put into the national anthem. Um, it's part of the sponsorship agreement. Well, look, we're doing. Uh, well, not so much. Not so, I live in southeast Queensland where humans are. If you go north of here, um, uh, in the Mulga, we call it. Um, yeah, there's people up there actively thinking that a billionaire Indian is coming over to do what he can to help North Queensland. So I. <laughs> if you know, if you're ever selling a bridge, I know, a, I know a real estate market that would be right up for it. It's, uh, they, they'd be all over it. So, uh, Rob, yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. I'm thinking a way to solve this, Rob, might be to actually change the anthem to one that we want to sing uh, as a country together. Um, so okay, I'm proposing, so, yeah, maybe Joe Dolce, shut up your face. Um, yeah, or, shut up. Uh, yeah, no, you go. No, Kaysan, I think it'd be good. Uh, working class man, something people know the words to. That'd be fantastic. And then Barnsley, you know? well, the thing is, Barnsley would be run off his feet. He'd be enlisted to talk, uh, to sing at every event across Australia. It'd probably drive him into an early grave, but I'd certainly <laughs> love to, do, I'd love to see it happen. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Yeah, I think that would, that would be an awesome end, awesome end. Uh, just as a, a bit um, of a, a, bit of a smoky, uh, Stacey's Mum by Fountains of Wayne. I wouldn't mind seeing that as well. Oh, Bit of a weird one, but um, look, uh, <laughs> Rob, I need to I go across. I don't think anyone object to singing it, though. I don't think they I don't would, no see? Object to that. And, and the best part is it's not like anyone's excluded. Like in the current anthem, Indigenous people are excluded, which is why they think it's a shit song. Fair point. Yes. Uh, Stacey's mum is not about anyone apart from Stacey's mum, who's hot. Um, so no one feels excluded. Yeah. No, except for, state, for ugly chicks. Yeah, exactly. And well, that's true, actually. Blokes. Never so, thought about uh, that. Oh, but even, even us fat blokes, we think we're in the chance. That's uh, a song. Who knows? Yeah, I love it. Happen. Yeah, it's, it's aspirational. That's what I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, um, south of the border, Rob, Freddie, uh, obviously, taken over the helm last year to some success, won the first series. There's a bit of a, I guess, a blight from some sections of the media saying Freddie's a bit too relaxed. Uh, do you think he takes an overly relaxed approach to coaching? Well, I, yeah. Well, see, this is what this is what happens when you get a guy who who played the game not not out of not out of hard work and effort, just out of sheer skill. No, I think he's he's one of these guys that I think he expects people to know what to do, mm. like he just expects it. Uh, and uh, he, look, he's got a great side who's coming up against a side that is pretty depleted. You know, um, no Slater, no Cronk, no Smith, no um, no Thurston. You know, that's there's a few big names to take out of a side. Um, and so I, I think his win was was uh, was great last year. It was, was had a fantastic win, but they lost the they lost the third one in Queensland pretty convincingly. Mate, you're right, and uh, I so, certainly see no um, false confidence about us. I think we're, we are going to be up against it, especially in Queensland. But what do you make of things like that uh, Brad Fittler's doing where he's making players, uh, you know, competing training sessions with bare feet on the grass? He's getting them yeah. to consult with llamas. Um, he's sort yeah. of getting a very sort of Shaolin monk approach to rugby league. Well, I th- yeah, I, I, th- I, don't, I don't think you really know the size of your commitment uh, until you've put it inside yourself, and I don't think that's that's what that's what Freddie's doing. 
uh, he's making all the players carry carry the pride. Uh, and uh, if that means rolling naked and interlocking toes with other men, then, then so be it. It's, uh, it's the price you have to pay. Different. It's the price you pay for stardom. Um, <laughs> uh, the things you do for love could also be an anthem choice there and uh, would, have, <laughs> would explain that training session. I love so. it. Let, let's put that, by the way, let's put that national anthem, I'll put that on Twitter and just see what our listeners think because um, we need yeah, to get yeah. to the bottom of this. Um, look, there was a bit of an issue earlier in the year, Rob. I'm sure you're aware. In fact, we spoke about it last time. It was the rugby league sex tape scandals. Um, I'm just okay. wondering, what are the odds of an origin special sex tape emerging? Do you think it one will surface? And if so, who's going to be starring in it? Well, I, I think it'll be the New South Wales side, and uh, Freddie will be trying to explain that as a training exercise. That's uh, <laughs> that's what I think is going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to the naked eye, it looks like a sex tape. But when you really study it... Um, it's a bonding no, no, session. It's a sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> what you yeah. see there is um, what looks to be Cody Walker performing a 69. Um, it's actually yeah. Yeah. us really no. thinking about our defence in the red zone. That's a trust exercise. <laughs> Mate. You can't get any more trusting. That's, uh... <laughs> the only breach of trust was someone who leaked it on WhatsApp. That was the issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, um, I, I have to admit, I, I've thought about this question and uh, probably too much, to be completely honest, in a, to an un- unwholesome level, but I kind of hope that it's David Gallup and Raylene Castle. Um, it'd just be so unpalatable to think about that it kind of, you know, like one of those gross memes you see on Twitter, you know, where an elephant's masturbating all over the face of a baby giraffe or something. It's gross, but you're compelled to watch it. You can't not look away. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got to try and explain this erection was here before you started watching it. And yeah, it's... Had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Why is my pants tied? I feel, I feel like I just sneezed a thousand times in my pants. It's, uh, Please, it's, honey, yeah, it's don't, don't divorce me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, if you supported another state or country, Rob, entering the State of Origin series, you know, which is obviously a bit yep. um, sacrilegious to say it is. A, it's a fight to the death between two states. But in the yes. future, we always have to think about future-proofing the game. Who do you think would be another state or territory or country to enter the contest? Tonga. Okay, they'd be good. Tonga, they'd be great. That's what. That's what all these. I feel sorry for all these kids that have that have made this decision to not play Origin and only play one game every four years for Tonga. I, I don't. I don't understand. Mm. I, what do you want to love about Tonga? Not just the fact that they're... I mean, I love all these Pacific Island nations emerging because, uh, you know, they're, they're so, such a strong influence on the game and they're naturally adept at it. But what I particularly love are these, um, you know, the war dances before the game. And, and Tonga's was genuinely... I'm not Tongan in the remotest, especially um, in the size of my penis. Um, but, you know, it was actually... It made the hair stand up on my neck because it was so good to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's... Uh... Oh, look, there's some great players there. And if we, if the NRL doesn't start including them in something very soon, um, then these guys' decisions to, to be part, only play for Tonga is going gonna, is gonna to be questionable. I agree with you, mate. And, and look, just for my two cents, I wouldn't mind seeing the Swiss enter the series just because oh, I want to okay. see Roger Federer play prop forward. Yeah, okay. No, fair enough. See, they call him the Iceman, but let's see under pressure how he handles it. That's that's the thing. That's it. Um, To finish off, Robert, yeah, to finish off, mate, um, do you have any predictions for the game? Obviously, you're a dyed-in-the-wool Queenslander, but um, even without your myopia and your your bias, who do you think is going to win on Wednesday? I think think it'll be... Look, I I really think Queensland will win on Wednesday, but I think the series will go to New South Wales 2-1. Oh, wow. That is very objective. 
that's that's what I that's what I think will happen. Okay, um, fair enough, mate. That's not what I want to happen. Yep. But I think that is what will happen. I really Mind think. You, look, if, if Queensland if Queensland can get some ascendancy on Wednesday night, they have to win the game on Wednesday night, or it's a three 0 wash. But I, I think if they win the game on Wednesday night, they may be able to carry enough to Perth to believe in themselves and go. Here's our chance to win it here. You know, let's go and play at an empty stadium in Sydney next. You know, on game three. <laughs> <laughs> mate, mate, I'll have you know, we once cracked a 10,000 mark, all right? So <laughs> yeah. don't you worry about that. Yeah, we have hundreds of supporters. Yeah. All the supporters here, his bike's out the front. You've got, you have more people at, just at the Caxton Hotel, I think. But anyway, you yeah. know, you're very oh, you're very passionate. I won't hold that against you, you, you guys. Well, the magic the magic round, I think, was uh, proof of how successful rugby league works in South East Queensland. Oh, 100%. Um, and they need another yeah. team there, if you ask me. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd, I'd like to suggest uh, an Ipswich Jets team. Yeah, bring it on. Go to the city, the, the, the satellite city outside of Brisbane. It's massive. It would have, it would have huge appeal. It would have massive appeal. You know, this is the club that produced the Walters and Langer, and that's it. But no, that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's enough. That's enough for the <laughs> argument. And are they, is Ipswich still coached by the Walker brothers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mate, are. I love those guys. I wish they'd come into first grade. Well, I had, I had, um, I had some very good oil that uh, the two Walker brothers were were pretty much shoe ins for the uh, the Titans coaching job uh, before out of left field they um, they decided elsewhere. Yeah, I thought that he was. They were going to be a massive chance because they're they're one yeah. club that you know could actually afford to take a risk. Well, look, they're, they're proving that together they they make a good team. They're doing some great stuff up here. They're working with some great kids, and the, the kids they're working with are doing well and moving on as well. So that's that's a sign of a good coach. Rob, uh, mate, before you go, where can people see yes. you stand up, mate? And uh, can they follow oh, you on Twitter or uh, on yeah, on, on Facebook at or Comic Rob Brown uh, uh, Facebook? Uh, Comic Rob Brown. All of my handles are at Comic Rob Brown. So uh, okay, even your grinder one. Even my grinder one. Yep. Okay, yep. good to know. <laughs> just, just a note. Just get out there. Just I was I was blanketing, and my agent said it'd be good for me. So. <laughs> mate, thanks so much for coming on the potty again, mate, and uh, sharing your thoughts no and and good luck to Queensland. I, I honestly think it's going to be a close game, and uh, I have a bit of an unsettling feeling that we might not win, but we'll we'll find out soon. It'll be close. All right, mate. Cheers, Rob. Good good chat. Now it's time to chat with a true Queensland legend, the ironically rowdy speedster from Serena, Mr. Dale Shearer. Sorry, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you going? Thanks for, thanks for coming on the potty, mate. Happy days, yeah. Mate, I really do appreciate it. And um, look, it's, it's great, obviously, because we're coming up to Origin and it's great to have a, a Queensland great, um, you know, speak in what is normally a bit of a New South Wales blues den. So I really appreciate it. When the series rolls around each year, do you get pretty pumped about it? Um, mate, I have lately. I, to be honest, I, di- I didn't after. I did for a few years, and then I, oh god, time gets away, mate. What is it now? Twenty, twenty-three years. So yeah, yeah, I did. I was very passionate about it after the fact, and then sort of dropped off for quite a while. But uh, yeah, of late, I do. Um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that's great, mate. And and I guess people often don't probably don't know about this, but um, you know, you were the all-time try-scoring leader for the Maroons for quite a while until Greg Inglis knocked you off the perch. Was it was that day a, a good day or a bad day for you? 
Oh, it was a good day because it meant we, Queensland got a try and won the game. <laughs> See, that's why Queensland win. It's not about ego. It's because you're, you're always there for the, the state to win. Yeah, no, mate, didn't wait. It was good. It was, you know, we're on a roll at that stage, whatever it was, about eight in the race. Yeah, I was happy for him, happy for Queensland. Um, obviously, it would have been nice to hold it, but, um, yeah, mate, he's, he's an excellent player and uh, well, was and uh, fully deserved that. And as I say, it all results in another series win. And, and mate, has the, I guess, the, the State of Origin series changed much since you were playing? Like, do you think there's a, any kind of noticeable differences in the way the, the game is these days as opposed to when you were there? I know, for example, there's, there was certainly less, uh, there's less biff now. Uh, <laughs> a bit of biff, everyone loves a bit of biff. But, um, <laughs> no, mate, it's uh, obviously a lot more structured now, a lot more professional. Um, I don't think it's as exciting. I mean, one of my Origin tries... Front row, Greg Gelling put a little grubber through, and I scored. And you know, see, boy, you wouldn't even see one these days. But if they did in the last few years, the front row, he'd probably get the hook. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, uh, isn't you it? You know, it's a lot of ad lib and chip and chase, and that's something I loved. And um, it's yeah, it, it is a bit structured. It's it's good when the boys either sides throw around, but you you just don't seem to see it happen as much. And even you know, even at the NRL level, unfortunately. Do you think there's a, a solution to that, Rowdy, like the, the idea of getting it a bit less structured? Because I've noticed, I reckon this year seems to be maybe a slight trend back towards the days that you're talking about, a bit more, bit more improvised play, but it's a slow, it's a slow start. Yeah, I, I think it has a little turn of car. I don't know if we'll get back to what it was, but you, you do see it a bit. Um, but the trouble is, too, the defence, I was watching teams, there's new ploys with, you know, slowing the play down and, you know, a few years back, Melbourne with the old chicken wing they got blamed for, but I've been watching a few games lately. There's, you know, three or four in a tackle and they peel off slowly. It just slows the whole game down to the, the opportunity for some of the quicker blokes or halves to take off and make the most of that advantage. It's just it's just sort of not there at the moment. Um, yeah. Once again, it comes back to structure and the defensive line's in place. And even now, they change that rule with the strip ball and you see... Two run in and one peels off to give the other bloke the opportunity. It's, it's just uh, uh, probably making the most of the rules, I suppose. Mate, do you Which think... Which dampens the game, you know? I agree with you, mate. Do you think that if you were playing today that you would have been as successful as you were? Because it seemed to me that you were a guy that sort of reveled in the unstructured environment. Uh, that too, but I think most definitely. I love training, always did. And, it, you know... <laughs> Obviously, mate, if they're not better these days, I mean, no disrespect to myself or any others. Um, yeah. But, you know, you're training every day or three or four hours and, you know, back my old day, I was an electrician, an apprentice electrician. I started to go to work and even when I played in the final against the Bulldogs in 85, I dug trenches for bloody six, seven hours. Most don't have a shower. I had the SCG to play the semi-final, you know. Such, um, a, such a different world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I've I, I got no doubt the players back then, and I'm not going to myself right, but we would be a lot better player because you can work on your skills all day long, you know? Yeah. You, you know, I was probably, well, my first season was 10 grand and 40 grand and 100 grand, 180 grand. Yeah, it's such a different, funny. yeah, and, and as you said, you would have had other jobs at the same time, something a lot of the players these days obviously don't have to contend with. 
No, well, I was trying to get in the Boston net and knock off the last time. But anyway, um, <laughs> you got bloody, you're digging, because I was a prayer, I'm digging trenches 40 metres long for bloody five or six hours and cramping up the arms. That's that, when you got to go to the final that day. That's a pretty good I, excuse, I, I though, think, isn't it? Yeah, but I think in, to answer your question, you know, if we could go out and practice bombs and kicking and grubbers and bloody, um, you know, passing all day long, yeah, there's no doubt we, we would have been, you know, you'd be better player, especially people like myself that love the game and just want to train. You'd be so much better. Uh, I would have loved the opportunity what they do with these crossfield bombs now. I, I just love them, but it sort of wasn't part of the game then, you know? I, I always think about uh, old origin moments as well, mate, and I was, I guess the, the, the footage that comes to mind of, for you is that time that you chased down E.T. from basically a standing start and, he, and you stopped him from scoring. Do, do you remember that moment at all? And he was suggesting someone uh, sent it to me and said, oh, I didn't realise you were that fast. <laughs> he was supposed to switch, flick the switch and uh, the light, it was dark before he got to bed. But, uh, <laughs> Mate, that must be a... Surely that's a, that's a proud moment for you when, I mean, I mean, E.T. was always seen as the, you know, the person that was like a flying machine, but you rammed him down in about 20 metres. Yeah, well, I think the commentators got all excited and thought it was try time, but um, yeah, I sort of backed myself there and waited till he, I was pretty confident with my speed, to be honest, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, well, I know I had E.T. covered. <laughs> Sorry, E.T. <laughs> if you're listening, ET. Uh, but it was, I guess, the, the beauty of that moment was just how quickly you, you reeled him in. And I guess it brings me to the next question, mate. I mean, what do you think your major strengths were? Obviously, speed was got to be up, up in the top couple, surely. Yeah, I, mate, I, I, I like I to read the game. And even Bozo said, I know a few times on my training sessions, you know, to hang off ready. I wasn't the biggest around then. I put... We didn't do weights then, <laughs> but I, I had a bit of natural strength and, you know, I always sort of somehow every now and again used to manage to offload balls and fight in the tackles. Um, I think Wayne Pierce, which was great, uh, he was a bit of a legend, rated me as one of the hardest, well, he said it was the hardest bloke to tackle because he said, I don't know whether he's running him, he's going to chip over the top, so I'd step me or try and just shoulder me off, you know? Yeah. Big, big rap coming from him. Cause, Absolutely. Uh, one of the all-time greats and, and certainly a great defender, but he just said, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what he's going to do. So you're always in about three miles when he's running. Mate, that's the thing, isn't it? It's your unpredictability. And uh, as you alluded to before, like structure, um, you know, sometimes the, the defenders only have a couple of things running through their mind, whereas a player like yourself might be able to do three or four different things at once. Uh, you would think twice about it. Uh, in the current Queensland team, Rowdy, I mean... Do you think they can do it this year? How do you see Wednesday night going? Um, I'm very confident. Very confident Wednesday night. Uh, so Billy Slater, like he's helping Carl. But I think the main thing is that um, I just think his appearance there, not only for uh, trying to assist Carl, the whole team would get a boost from someone like that. For sure. And, and I guess because he's been part of that dynasty, wasn't he? You know, it's one of the guys in this... 10-year period that just dominated, to have him around camp, that's got to make you feel good as a young player. Oh, mate, so much respect there. As I say, it wouldn't just come from him trying to help someone else. It'd just come from the whole, the whole team team. You know what I mean? 
What do you make of New South Wales being installed favourites to win this game? I know that that happens pretty much every year, but for me, it's Queensland in Queensland, and I know they've had a lot of churn, but as you said, there's some great players that have come in there, like Kalen Ponga, um, you've, got, you've got Cameron Munster, um, you've got Cherry Evans. It's a pretty dangerous team, if you ask me. Um, do you think that's a bit of a misnomer, the fact that New South Wales are favourites? I mate, I'm quite surprised, to be honest. Um, mate, put some money on. <laughs> <laughs> I said that in the last interview in 95, someone asked about that, and uh, I think we got a and a half start. We weren't supposed to have a punt that day, but one of the Neville Nobodies was batting, and all the uh, other so-called superhero, super league guys weren't picked, and... Yeah, we ended up beating New South Wales 3-0. So. I, I remember it well, mate. It was uh, one of the great victories, that one. Yeah, but it's... Uh, mate, I was worried there, well, probably a month ago, <laughs> Broncos, bloody Cowboys, not saying they all come from there, and, and Titans are all struggling, sitting down the bottom, and uh, Storm got a few representatives, but we've come good at the right time. Um, you know... Morgan's gone to the centres, but I, I, I honestly believe a lot of debate about Cherry Evans the last couple of years. I think if they would have picked him, I can't understand why they didn't pick him last year. He won man of the match uh, against the Broncos in Melbourne leading to the Origin Series. Uh, I have no doubt if we picked him first up, um, we would have won that series. Might have been a different story, uh, yeah. I, I've got... don't like to pick out individuals, but I've got some concerns... Overhunt. Um, I just don't know what goes on. Even that third game last year, um, just I don't know whether it's pressure or kicking the wrong time. But we were ahead, and you just had to consolidate and play it safe. And next round of the pump, we could have lost that one. But um, I just I think they're putting uh, Moses there just just in case things don't go right. He, he, I think he can fill in a hooker. But um, yeah, I, I've got. Concerns, but anyway, I'm with you. Their own, but I, I, I um, you know, I made, I do my own little column, and I didn't make a mention of Daly not getting picked, and I think it did haunt us, you know. I think if he got picked, I don't think, I know, I, I'm very confident we'd have won that series. Mate, I, I, there's certainly a lot of people making that same argument, mate. And um, I, I, there were key moments in the series last year, weren't there, when you have to say Ben Hunt probably drew the wrong rein. There was a particular kick where they needed to put New South Wales under pressure and he kicked the ball dead, which is obviously the thing that probably gets condemned for the most there. But it's also the fact that, you know, when you don't have someone like Cherry Evans there, he's sort of proven um, to be a leader, someone that can, I hate to use the cliche, but manage the game. Um, sometimes you could maybe, you know, criticise Ben Hunt for not being able to manage the game as well as someone like Cherry Evans. Well, what concerns me is the way St George has been going. And he's an integral part of that side. They're bloody struggling big time. But um, as I said, Daly won man of the match. Melbourne and Storm leading into that. I, I just really still can't my head, get my head around. He's been and gone. Um, but he is... To me, very composed. Might be a bit biased. Yeah. <laughs> he played with his old man at Serena and he played for Serena Juniors where I played. So, uh, probably him. And, you know, unbeknown to a lot of people, he he is just a true general. Mate. He wouldn't meet a nicer bloke, all this crap about whatever with the Titans. But, mate, every man his dog's done that. Every club's done that. It was just done so cool for um, It's just not his nature. Yeah, and at the end enough. of the day, it doesn't matter. Mate. He's trying to look after himself and his family. 
Mate, on the south south of the border, uh, mate, who do you think the major dangers from New South Wales are for Queensland on Wednesday? Well, yeah, Latrell Mitchell's been in fine form. Um, I get the feeling he's ready to explode this series, Latrell. I think, like, in the last couple yeah, of club matches, yeah, he's guarding himself. I'm aware of that, but that's the thing. But, um, as I say, I'm pretty... I'm very confident in Queensland. I'm not even being biased. I just I think we can do the job here at home and... It's a pretty balanced team, and, and Dale's come through good, which I think that was an, a very important part of the side. Uh, could have been a whole rejig, and Morgan's sort of gone a bit all right lately, but it hasn't been. So, um, no, he stood up plenty of pressure on him last year. Absolutely. He up, but, um, yeah, I mean, um, I'm glad Walker got a start. I think he probably deserves it. I, probably rated him before he started playing NRL. I just couldn't understand why he wasn't playing. You know, um, he's been going exceptional himself with, um, you know, got a couple of South combinations there. I think that's all going to help New South Wales. I mean, it showed last night, six and nine are pretty important. Absolutely. Heels have been up and down. Um, wouldn't say it was convincing, but they, they did well, win well in the end. I do think, uh, you know, obviously with my New South Wales bias, uh, mate, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, Damien Cook and Tedesco are our major assets and Latrell Mitchell on the edge, obviously, is going to be, um, yeah, a bit of a danger as well. But I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a very close game and um, I'm very worried about it being in Queensland and the fact people think we're going to win. I'd, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, j- just on yourself, mate, people know you as Rowdy. Um, I actually don't know the history. How did you get that nickname? Oh, I was actually... Country boy, mate. So was, my nickname's Jack. Family name. I was just talking to someone today about it. <laughs> uh, my my family and mum still all call me Jack. But yeah, um, right. The rowdy stands out, obviously, because you know you're in the, in the limelight with with footy, and it was actually Crusher Clell because I was so quiet, and I just went down there and trained my butt off thirty days straight, so I could win the you know the the twenty meter challenges and the three mile runs and the shuttle runs and all that sort of thing. And, and Chris said, yeah, don't say much. Uh, I think I'll call you Rowdy. <laughs> and it's stuck. been there for, what is it, nearly uh, 15, 35 years now. So, so you can blame Crusher might... for that one. Yeah, big Crusher, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> the one that knighted me, Rowdy. <laughs> Mate, uh, Rowdy, you, you said you played for a number of clubs, obviously. You, you did that sort of uh, proverbial journeyman in a, in a weird way. Is there any club in particular that you have a fondness for? Well, mate, I think my heart's at Manly. It was just unfortunate. Um, my wife was very close to mum and we're, we're country people and she was missing out a lot. I was at Manly five years and then, you know, they <laughs> bit of debate over that, but they we, we won the 87 grand final and I think it was more of a bit of a mo- motivation, shake you up. They said, right, if you're not happy, you can leave the club. Yep. And I thought, oh, here's an opportunity to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I put my hand up, said I'm out of here, and then I went in to see Doug Dale. He said, "No, you're you're one person that's not going." Um, uh, I honestly should never have left the joint, but um, I think I'd still be there. Yeah, and unfortunately, right. went to the Broncos under uh, Wayne Bennett, who compared to Bobby Fulton. I know he's done well since. Obviously, to me, I had no idea. Uh, I was trying to talk about patterns and plays. Bozo was ahead of his time. Bobby Fulton's really. 
very yeah excellent mate. excellent um, so what was the uh, you said it wasn't wasn't the greatest under under Wayne Bennett what what was the source of friction uh, there I was trying to talk him into you know 37 and returns and 25 falls and all this and you know three this four and kick and just um, nah just didn't know what I was talking about said I'll talk to the senior players and, mm. but they hadn't experienced that you know anything like Fulton or or, you know, the, the New South Wales comp, or whatever, ARL comp, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, they weren't at that level. I mean, they were good enough to play at that level, but they hadn't played there. And Fulton was, you know, he was pretty uh, full on. And we sort of focused, you know, more on the attacking team, what they were doing, what they could do, rather than, you know, what we could do. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot from videos. And as I said, he was ahead of his time. And I was trying to worked that into the Broncos when I first went there, but just weren't interested. Um, and then uh, I tried to get out of that straight away. Yeah, right. Go. And then I tried to get out of the Broncos in the, the year, but, yeah, these days everyone just leaves, but they wouldn't let go. And unfortunately then I thought, well, that's seven years. I'll stay up here for my wife. Um, and we'd just been married, so I wanted to have the kids and that. And... Went to uh, where we go, the Gold Coast. Uh, Al Seagulls financially struggled, ended up leaving there. Went to the Crushers and the Super League started and they couldn't keep up with that. And I thought, yeah, well, that's the end of the story for me. But then uh, Gus Gill rang and come down the Roosters, I want to coach you. So ended up down there and then, uh, yeah, went back to Serena and went on with life and then Cowboys rang uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I scored a couple of tries the first game for them and then one man of match the last game, but all things, good things come to an end. And unfortunately, it's just how it unraveled with uh, a couple of those clubs financially. I, as I said, I think I would have been still at Manly, you know. So you're a bit of a victim to, to, victim of circumstance, Rowdy, by the sounds of it, that, you know, it, you made that one decision and it sort of caused a bit of a chain reaction of bouncing around yeah, between clubs. Yeah, it was, it was a shocking decision, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, mate, we all, we all have um, our, our decisions we regret. So Manly, in your, in your way, you've got Manly, the, the Eagles, at sort of closest to your heart. Well, I, I did, and then I didn't, and then, like, Daly's there now, and I said, Bob's on me, he played the Serena Juniors, so... I don't really get into it, but I probably, for him, and it's one club that still invites you to their functions and their little corporate boxes and that, you just don't seem to get that. Oh, Seagulls have been great. Seagulls are actually, or Gold Coast types, whatever. Yeah, they're every function they have on, which is good. But nice. And you so, wouldn't have thought I'd play for the Broncos, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, for such a big club oh, as well. Oh, oh, the Cowgirls, mate. Nothing's <laughs> And it's weird because you're, you know, an iconic Queenslander. And when it comes to the state of origin specifically, you know, you're in folklore. You'd imagine these clubs would look you look after you like you were gold, Dust. Yeah, there's quite a few other players we've discussed. It. It's, it's, yeah, it's disappointing to say the least. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you play there, you've broken legs and arms and bloody jaws for them, but... Uh, bled for him, but um, yeah, it's just disappointing. But yeah, I put my hand up for Manny, and, and as I say, Gold Coast, every function they've had, they make sure they contact you. Well, there's some, you know, there's plenty of uh, Manly and uh, Titans fans listening, mate. So they'll be happy the fact that they're the clubs are doing the right thing. So you're making someone happy by saying that. Oh, look, Rowdy, I'll leave well, you. Well, the, well, the, 
masters can't contact me anymore. No, exactly. I'm, I'm sure they'd try <laughs> if they could. <laughs> uh, good management there, but good, yeah, I good bet. Guys, was, yeah. Mate, uh, Rowdy, I'll leave you with one last question, mate, and this is coming from a pure New South Welshman bias, but uh, is there any scoop that you know if Cameron Smith's going to make a comeback this series? I know all you Queenslanders talk at some level. Is there any um, rumours or murmurs you can comment about there? I might next year. Okay, yeah, mate, bring it on. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't see him coming back, mate. No, no. Um, you know, they're talking about. Uh, but, I mean, he's very capable of him and probably could have this year. Well, he, he wouldn't like. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if he played one man of the match. You know the truth. Hundred percent. Anyway, he's made a decision, and um, yeah, it would have been excellent. But um, life goes on, and as I said, we've got Benny Hunt in there. And, he did. Um, he did actually exceptionally well there somewhere in you know, Australia, or whatever. Played hooker, so I hope he can do the same job um, Wednesday night. Mate, um, I, without any bias, I hope they go well as well. I just hope it's a good match. So, um, mate, Rowdy, it's it's been a pleasure having you on the potty, mate. I really appreciate you taking out the time to have a chat with us, and because um, I know you're busy up there. And um, thanks for coming on, mate. All good, mate. Happy days anytime. A truly fascinating chat there with Rowdy, and uh, thanks again, mate, for briefly fraternising with the enemy and coming on the podcast. Uh, You were a stellar Alexander Litvinenko by anyone's measure. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, and uh, we certainly hope you've enjoyed your time with us today. And until next time, just do what Steve Turner would do and become the metaphorical equivalent of a saloon door to Greg Inglis. Just something for GI to push for effortlessly, really. See you next time. 